you, me, and CBD. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. Like I can actively understand everything that's going on, all the nuances of the movement. It just feels better. It just moves better. I feel like I have more mobility and I can kind of control it a little bit more too. You know, I don't have to, like for instance, when something's tight and you know you have to perform it and you know, well, I have to get my arm over there, but this is caught in there. You know, you're going to throw your arm and you're gonna, you might hold some other muscles in there. Um, and so just having it be able to be mobile was, was great because then I can control how much energy I'm going to give it, you know, the way a dancer should. Um, or I guess an athlete, because we've kind of been talking about it. It's the same thing. Hi, Danelle. Hey, Richard. How's it going? Wonderful. So we have a new episode that we're going to we're going to uh, uh, introduce today. Want to uh, want to mention what that episode is? Sure. Welcome everybody to season two, episode three, the one where D danced. D danced. So what 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 does that mean? Well. Um, we have a guest today, and uh, it's funny. My name is Danelle, and her name is Danelle, and so to kind of, and that's a rarity, people. I want you to know this is very obscure. Uh, I very uh, seldomly ever met someone whose name is Danelle and who spells it the exact same way. So this is, uh, I'm Danelle, she's Danelle, but we're going to call her D, which uh a lot of people in her life call her D and know her as D. So um, it's the one where D tell us all about it. I think it's great. I think um, as we get into this and then we have our panel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the guys are back. The guys are back and we'll be able to kind of dive into a little bit more information of how CBD can help with various ailments and various things that are going on in a dancer's life. Right. Here we go. But first, oh, here we go. We have a tidbit of information I wanted to just share oh, with you. Okay, I'm going to give you a, a picture, All right. and I would like you to describe what you see in this picture. Oh, okay. This is um, a person who is painting uh, an abstract, or well, it's actually a gridded abstract, but they have a brace on, and the brush is. Um, Wedged between the thumb and the forefinger, which is a unique way to paint. Interesting. Okay, now look at this picture. Uh, this is also the same artist, and it looks like the artist may be lying down. Okay. And uh, the image is now huge, and obviously they've been working on it for a long, long time. It's very detailed. It's still abstract. But it's quite detailed. So, Danelle, I would like to introduce you to a person by the name of, of, of Chuck Close. Oh, I know Chuck Close. You've it's seen Gestalt, his work. my friend. This is Gestalt. There you go. And he is what? Uh, he is an artist. Um, usually he paints people, and yep. you can only see them from far away, which is called Gestalt. So you see, a, it, it's a pointillistic uh, rendering of small dots, circles, or squares. So when he showed me these pictures, it's a close-up of those squares. I've seen his work at In the moment. Right. Sure, I've studied his work all through school. And knowing Chuck Close, he has quite an interesting story because he is he's, uh, he was paralyzed, and he is only able to uh, paint utilizing this uh, kind of a, a, a brace on his hand. 
And I had no idea of that. And that's and, never been brought up in. It was not brought up in school. But I was in school in the uh, a long time ago, <clears throat> and so he, a long, long time ago. He has the ability to look at someone's face, as you say, mm-hmm. and just see small little portions of the face, and then recreate those on canvas. Right. And when you pull back, you're able to see the whole portrait. Right. And so I found this interesting because of the idea of little squares of color. When you look at those little squares, they don't really mean anything. But when you pull back, then you see the image. The full picture. And isn't that quite symbolic of of life? Oh, absolutely. Everything's hindsight's 20-20. And when you look at the little nuggets... In your, in, your, in your own life, oftentimes you're thinking about what does it really mean? What does it have to do with anything? We all have our life. We all have different things that we're looking at. And Chuck Close has been able to kind of capture that. Yeah, it's, he's really, really cool. I think, I think we can probably, by the end of this um, episode, figure out a way figure to Figure a way to in. weave it in. You bet. So that being said, let's introduce D. All right. Uh, sitting next to me is Dee. She currently the dance teacher at Olympus High School here in Salt Lake City. She's been there for how many years? I think it's 12. Oh, my gosh. It could be 11. <laughs> I try not to keep count. <laughs> my gosh. Okay, cool. And Dee is also a dancer herself, and you dance with other companies and, and um, do all sorts of things, yeah? Yeah, I do. So I dance with, there's a group called the Penguin Lady, one of my dear friends, Natasha Washington. She runs it. That's a little bit more traditional. You learn choreography, et cetera. But then I also run an improvisational dance company. Um, it's called Movement Forum. We call it MoFo for fun. But everything's improvised on stage, so you, nothing's choreographed. So we have, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but that was, that's really high stakes because you kind of don't have, you don't practice anything. You just have to like jump in. It's like jazz for dance. like jazz. Exactly. Yes. Jeff Dunn, pharmacist. We have Doug Burgoyne, pharmacist. Hello. And we have Blake Smith, our chemist. So Dee, we wanted to just kind of hear a little bit about your story, a little bit about how maybe CBD has been introduced to you in your life and maybe some of the, uh, some of the benefits that you've noticed uh, and uh, maybe some questions that you might have or you had that maybe have been answered or that you continue to maybe wonder a little bit, how does it work or what's going on and things like that. So do you mind sharing with us a little bit about that? Oh, happy to. So um, uh, as a dancer, yes, I do that. But I also was diagnosed um, with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue immune deficiency syndrome um, a long, long time ago. So I've had it for quite a bit of time. Um, And what has come with that is just a lot of like bad muscle aches and pains and just a plethora of things that kind of suck, I guess you could say. Um, So one might ask, well, how do you dance? Well, I have a love and a passion for it. And so I have to balance, you know, the pain and the discomfort kind of with the artistry of what I do. So I would say that I'm always somewhere in the middle of like a lot of pain and soreness to pain as, as you know, the day goes on. Um, And so over the years, um, as you might guess, 
along with being a dancer, just the body starts wearing down. And so I have these places that always hurt. So for me, I always get a lot of tension in my neck. Um, and then there's also a lot of like pain in my hip and I've never really been able to find anything to help with it. And so I have this kind of regime where I'll like, I have these like really pokey balls that I'll like lay on and I've tried, you know, a lot of ibuprofen and, and just, I have to lay down and just close my eyes and hope for the best. Um, and so when I came upon CBD, which, and I put it on and within like 15 minutes, I was like, wait, what is happening here? Why can I move my shoulder? Why do I not have so much pain and tension in my head? It was just the craziest thing. And I was like, well, I'm going to test this out. And so I started doing a lot of funny dance moves, what we'd like to call modern dance. Um, and I, I was just like really surprised how, I'm just amazed at how well I was able to like move my shoulder without much other things. Like not a lot more, I didn't need a lot of anything else really. So I, uh, to start, I started using it. So I just use it now when I get really bad headaches. Um, I was in a performance where for some reason my hip just decided to not be really happy. And, um, I just kind of slathered it on the hip and did the show and felt great. So that's kind of it. I think it's great <laughs> because you're, you've experienced it and you've seen some of the benefits that can yeah, come from it. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. right. So I think now would be a, a good opportunity to try to bring in uh, our panel and trying to understand a little bit about some of the science behind it, trying to understand a little bit about from a, a chemist, from, from what what it is that makes it work, and trying to uh, just dive into the story a little bit more. I also think what's interesting is to also talk about why CBD is great for athletes. There's a lot to unpack in this story. So, right, I mean, it's the onset of action, 15 minutes, that's pretty impressive. You know, we love hearing stories like this, but... Uh, you know, the pharmacist in me that what excites me is, you know, the comments around maybe avoiding things like ibuprofen and acetaminophen and opioids because of the impact that those drugs have on the kidney and the liver and the addiction potential and all this kind of stuff with, with pharmaceuticals. So uh, I'm a big proponent, obviously, of pharmaceuticals as a pharmacist, um, but I think, you know, CBD has such a, just an amazing role in the treatment of pain and We've talked about it in other areas, sleep and anxiety and all those uses. So it's, you know, we, we love hearing stories like this. From a pharmacy perspective, it's pretty amazing to hear, uh, D, how quickly this worked for you and how effective it was. The fact that you could move around so freely, as you described. So talk to us more about that. You rubbed it on. How does it compare to the tiger balm? I'd love a, I'd love mm -hmm. kind of a contrast and compare against what you were yes. using before. Yes. Can I actually go back to what you were saying about the acetaminophen and ibuprofen? Because it's interesting. I've had to use so much of that that I also have colitis. And so having ibuprofen is just like a nightmare for all of that. So in addition to this, it's great because I don't have to use as much of it. So yes, awesome. now I will go into, so ask me your question again, because I was stuck yeah. on that. So, so compare and contrast <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the, the, what you were using before mm -hmm. with the farmer and chemist CBD. Great, great. So the tiger balm. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, all I can say is that the tiger balm felt like, I, I feel like I was more seduced by, I hate to say this, but the smell and just, it kind of was tingly and it felt warm. It is awesome. Yes, isn't right? it? I love tiger ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, and I still say that like, if I have some sinus issues, sometimes I like to rub that on my temples too. Cause just, it's so intense, the smell, mm -hmm. but in terms of helping with mobility and that I, I really feel like in a way it just 
kind of seemed like the thing to use. It I don't know if it was really helping that much. I feel like in a way it was just kind of a placebo, honestly. Um, just because when I started to use the CBD, I just it was just strange how how mobile it became. I can't even really describe it except it felt a little bit like magic. All of a sudden I was like, how is this working? I think that's our new tagline. <laughs> it feels like, like magic. magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic in a balm. There you go. <laughs> oh, can we quote you on that? I mean, you've Absolutely. said it here. CBD doesn't work like a lot of other things. So yeah, with Tiger Balm, you'll immediately get this sensation. You're overwhelmed in the senses. And look, I mean, I, I don't, hope I don't get shot after saying this as I walk out in the streets, but look, we can always give somebody to have a sensation, feeling sensation on their skin by adding a little bit of camphor or, you know, a little eucalyptus, or we can put it like, these are tricks of the trade that everybody in nutraceuticals and lotions and balms have been using since the beginning of time. Oh, we need you to have a little inflammation in the area where heat, okay, let's basically an icy hot, you know, we'll, we'll do these different types of things. But that's not the characteristics of real healing, right? The characteristics really, and I, I use topicals every single day, and it's, I have shoulder injuries and some other things. And what I notice when I use it um, regularly is I can reach into my closet and pull out a shirt and my shoulder doesn't hurt. Whereas if I don't use topicals and I don't use the tincture, it hurts when I grab a shirt out of the closet. And that's the biggest difference. You know, if I were to raise my arm above my head, normally I'm already hesitant and I'm ready to wince when it hurts. CBD makes it so I just don't have that wincing. I don't have that pain. And so CBD is a lot more of what you don't feel than what you do feel per se. Mm -hmm. You know, this is one of the challenges. If you think about like, even when people talk about medical cannabis and things like this, people are marking an effect by Oh, well, I felt high. And that's how they are marking whether or not something was effective or not. Look, real medicine, if you were to feel every single time you took an Advil or your heart medication or something, then that would be a very weird experience. If you always had an indicator, like all of a sudden I take my, you know, insulin and I pee blue, you know, well, I know it's working because I always pee blue or whatever. You know, that's a weird place to be. But what we're really talking about is, what is it doing to actually give you that good effect? And so when we think about the mechanism of action of what's happening there, well, what's actually going on is we are blocking all kinds of, of synaptic pathways that are going on. Like how does CBD go in and do what it's doing? I mean, you're getting these slight signals for anti-inflammation. You're getting signals to you know help block junk signaling. You're getting you know relaxing signals. You're getting all this stuff that is actually in what we call endocannabinoid receptors. At the end of the day, menthol, I don't have any studies anywhere that show me that menthol actually fixed something. Mm right? You'll get a skin sensation and do some things. And that doesn't mean all products that have menthol don't work. It just simply means that that's, that's sort of a trick to move blood into an area. Um, and sometimes moving blood into an area can help an area if you're trying to get some healing. But then sometimes that causes inflammation and actually does worse for the area because you have this inflammation in that area. And so, so Blake, yeah. uh, as you're, as you're talking about that, does that mean that like menthol would be like, a, it masks it or does it really do something? Mask is a good word. When you, when you're putting on all something that gives you a lot of sensations, you're focusing all your attention on those sensations and you're losing the thing that you constantly are always perceiving like the pain because okay. you're getting a new sensation set. Mm -hmm. So you're not thinking about the pain around that area. Um, 
Well, like with roll-ons, I mean, you, a lot of people like the heating or cooling effect sure. of that. Absolutely. And it, you know, what we're saying is that, you know, that's a nice, it could be a nice add-on, um, but it's not, that's not what's delivering the therapeutic value. I, I have not found a lot of roll-ons that, that's right. that actually truly lower inflammation. And that's the biggest difference. Right. You know, I know after I work out and my muscles hurt, I know heat on those muscles feels better, but yeah. it does not like it's actually fixing the muscle that's damaged. So what I've done uh, personally is I've used the roll-on and then I also use it with a, a problem salved, rubbing it in also so I get more of an effect that way. So it's kind of like it's helping my brain, but it also, it's really, really is making it feel and better. Yeah, and you're a big runner. And I think that's where D1 was going is whether it's dancing or running or, you know, me as a 50 year old guy who used to like to play basketball, playing basketball once a month and, you know, using something like this, you know, it's, it's going to work the same way, uh, you know, across the spectrum of different physical activities. Right. There is a recent study that does show that CBD and other cannabinoids help with recovery after sports. Mm-hmm. And so there's been a push for having more legalization around edibles and things that are good for, with CBD, um, including into drink mixes and all kinds of things, um, specifically for sports and sports-related activity. A bathtub full of it? You just uh, get I would on in there? love to get in a bath full. Wouldn't that be amazing? Problem solved. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. That sounds awesome. Blake, I just so had a always. visual picture there that, I, that I'm now going to have to erase, erase, erase from my, my well, mind. We yeah, good luck with that. Like. <laughs> Blake's always talking about once you've had a CBD massage, oh my gosh, you will never, ever want a regular massage You'll never want again. You'll one again. It's like, <sighs> I mean, I don't mostly remember them because I mostly am snoring and drooling, but... Just feel really good. So that's all another the visual. dancers are like, hello, put us in line, put us in line. So, Dee, we talked a little bit before, and you have mentioned that uh, you share this with other dancers. Um, are they, like, shocked that it works? Or they're like, so you're just going to try this goofy stuff on us, and then I'm going to have the same problem I had 10 minutes ago? Or how do they respond? Well, um, I think that they kind of were – um, just probably as surprised as I was. Uh, I think, you know, every dancer, they have a series of ailments. As I was saying, you know, you're always in some sort of uh, process, whether it's, if you're learning new material, it's repetition. So that's, you know, so much on the joint and the, and the muscular system. If you're getting ready for performance, um, it's all of everything that you've been doing up to that point. And so I gave it to them during a performance, um, which, meant that they needed to have like that immediacy and being able to just be mobile in the moment. So I can't say that we had like a huge long discussion because, you know, we were getting ready to go on stage, but I can say afterwards they had mentioned how, how well they felt on stage and how it just felt easy to, to move through things. And afterwards I actually had a friend who was like, I'm going to use that again at the end. And I was like, sure, do it. And she just mentioned on the way home, how, just how good everything felt. Cause you know, usually after you perform, if you don't do a nice cool down and, or even if you do, you start to get super stiff as an, as an older body, as you're dancing as an older <laughs> body. Um, and so that was another thing too, is just being able to still be comfortable at the end of the day or at the end of the performance and still, you know, be, have it still work. So I, there wasn't really like an, Oh, this was so amazing. But there was also like, yeah, it feels good. I feel, I still feel good sort of thing. That's very cool. Yeah. I love how you were using it um, 
prior to performance mm-hmm. as well as post performance. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. you first tried it, it was to relieve aching joints and, yes. and, and mm-hmm. muscles. And you're like, oh, I can move. Mm-hmm. And with these other performers, you gave it to them in advance mm-hmm. and they noticed that, mm-hmm. that there was an improvement in, the, in their performance. Yeah, if, the, if I understood what you said. Yes, absolutely. Correctly. There was an improvement in their performance. And I can say that too, because I put it on my hip because um, it was just something that I kind of had. I, I mean, I developed probably the day before because we'd performed it a couple of nights. And so sure. that second, third night, I was like, ah, something's going on in my hip. So I was like, I'm going to try that. Um, and yeah, I, I felt that too. I was able to get through the performance better than the night before with the bad hip um, because it just felt a lot more mobile. Yeah. Nothing was different. You know, I warmed, I warmed up the same, performed the same. It wasn't anything new. Right so I can only say that, well, it had to have been that because nothing else changed. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, and the, and the cool thing about this to a uh, point that Blake was making earlier um, about uh, masking symptoms, you know, you think about athletes, you think about dancers, um, professional uh, athletes who are playing big time sports. And uh, you hear all kinds of horror stories about how the doc gave them you know, mm-hmm. pill X or pill Y or shot them with, you know, some injection of something so they could keep going, mm-hmm. um, which really didn't, I mean, in the long run that harms them yeah, because yeah. they still have the same issue. Mm-hmm. In this case, we're talking about a relief of inflammation that mm-hmm. improves mobility mm-hmm. and isn't just warming up the muscle, but instead is, is providing, you know, real therapeutic benefit mm-hmm. without necessarily the risk of yeah extending that injury mm-hmm. or, or causing, you know, mm-hmm. a worse damage down the road. Yeah. I think, you know, in a lot of ways, because I've had a few instances, um, where, you know, like I actually stepped on a sprinkler head and had to have stitches on the bottom of my foot and had to perform Ouch. the night oh. after. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, and you know, so the doctor, like he just like, sh- he just numbed my whole foot because there was no way I was going to be able to dance through that pain. Right. And so the whole thing was numb, but then afterwards it's like I tore up my foot because I couldn't feel it. Sure. You know, and I think it's the same thing. That's what I actually like about it is it because it doesn't feel like I still feel everything moving in there. It's not that suddenly it, it it's like, I don't have a shoulder that I can't recognize right. what's going on. Like I can actively understand everything that's going on, all the nuances of the movement. It just feels better. It just moves better. I feel like I have more mobility and I can kind of control it a little bit more too. You know, I don't have to like, for instance, when something's tight and you know, you have to perform it and you know, well, I have to get my arm over there, but this is caught in there. You know, you're going to throw your arm and you're going to, you might pull some other muscles in there. Um, and so just having it be able to be mobile was, was great. Cause then I can control how much energy I'm going to give it, you know, the way a dancer should, um, or I guess an athlete, cause we've kind of been talking about it. It's the same thing. Well, one other thing that I think is important to kind of remember about cannabinoids in general is your body knows what to do with cannabinoids. Mm. And this is really, really important when we start thinking about medicines and alternative medicines and all these different types of things. We know how cannabinoids are working in the body, despite what other people want to say. There's not enough science done yet. There's more and more science all the time. We're figuring out the mechanism of action of how these various cannabinoids work and their dose responses. But most importantly, your body knows what to do with all of these these mm-hmm. cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. And because it knows what to do, it you get actual direct effect from them. So your 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 body has these cannabinoids. They're, they're small, they're receptors. There's receptors to them. Yeah. So your body has receptors and basically what's happening is, um, cannabinoids are mimicking normal central nervous system neurotransmitters. And so your body, when it sees a cannabinoid thinks that it is one of the naturally produced neurotransmitters that you already have. 
would a cannabinoid, cannabinoid look like what Chuck Close has, how he painted the, with the little squares? I will have to refer to the Donnells to figure that out. That's beyond my... That was a stretch, but I had to bring it in. Oh, gosh. Well, it was good. I think it was, I think it was really good because I think if we think of the body as a whole versus uh, just the shoulder or the knee or the foot... Or we think of the fibromyalgia or the colitis or all of the aspects that we talked about. It seems in in certain situations uh, that you've been in, D, um, the CBD has been able to bring it all into one movement, one beautiful movement that is comfortable and easy um, versus strained and tight and um, not sure how you're going to kind of move through it. So I kind of see it that way. Definitely, we want to thank you for coming today. It has been awesome. I respected what you have done at Olympus High and for the dancers there. Thank you for coming and um, thank you for sharing your story. Please refer and friend or write a short review. And if you're in the Salt Lake City area, we'd welcome you to stop by our Farmer and Chemist store. Or you can always go to farmerandchemist.com.